0: Before we get to today's episode, I want to ask you guys for a big favor. If you could leave a rating or review wherever you listen to this podcast, Apple, Spotify, anywhere else, it goes a long way. It helps other people find the show, and it lets us know that we're doing something right. Okay, let's get to today's episode. You're listening to Making It with John Davids. I want to talk to you guys today about what separates small businesses that stay small with businesses that are growing fast and those that get to really big scale. And there's one factor. It can take different forms. And I'm going to talk about those forms today. But there's one thing that it comes down to as you're growing a business. And if you can nail this one thing, you will go very far pretty quickly. And if you can't nail it, you're probably going to stay small for a very, very long time. And that one simple thing is leverage. You need to figure out leverage in your business, whatever your business is, in order to make it grow. And there's many, many forms of leverage. I'm going to talk about five kinds of leverage today, the leverage that I think about, that I've used probably some or all of these different kinds of leverage in my businesses over time. And the leverage can look different for you and for your business. And you can combine different kinds of leverage and you can use different types of leverage at different times. So when I talk about leverage, what a lot of people will think of, what will come to mind right away is money. It'll, you'll think about debt. Oh, well, isn't leverage another way of saying debt? No, debt is one kind of leverage. So there's lots of kinds of leverage. Debt is one of the big ones. And it's, it's so common that the term leverage is almost just another word for saying debt. So I'll start with that one as my first kind of leverage, and then I'll go on to to the other ones. The first kind of leverage is debt leverage, is money leverage. And money leverage is most common. It's common in actually all businesses all the time, but where most people think about debt is they think about it in the real estate business. If you're going to buy a property, let's just take a simple example. You're buying a house. If you're going to buy a house and that house is $1 million dollars, and you don't have a million dollars in cash sitting in your checking account, but you have, let's say, $100,000 or $50,000 or maybe $120,000, you can put that money down, that's your down payment or your principal payment, and then the rest of the money you'll get from the bank, and we call that debt or leverage. Now, the reason this is so important is because you wouldn't be able to buy that property. Most people wouldn't be able to buy that million dollar property if it weren't for the availability of leverage. If they couldn't go to the bank and borrow 90%, they wouldn't be able to buy the property. So leverage is critical in your personal life when it comes to buying a house or buying a car or making really any big purchase. And in business, it's really important as well because you need to have money oftentimes in order to make money. So I need to, let's say, borrow $25,000 in order to get the inventory, to finance the inventory, to sell it so that I can pay off $25,000 I just borrowed plus interest. And you can do this by getting a bank loan, you can get vendor debt, you know, you have, let's say, extended payment terms, 30, 60, 90 days to pay or more. And that's effectively debt, because you're getting 90 days to make that payment. And in that 90 days, you're going to scramble to actually raise the money through sales to, to make the payment so that's, that's money leverage. And money leverage is really important because most people wouldn't be able to scale their businesses without some form of leverage, whether that's debt from a bank, right? I'm going to borrow a bunch of money on a line of credit, for example, or a fixed term loan, and I'm going to use that to make money, pay off the debt, pay off the interest, maybe refinance later for a larger amount and continue to grow, or raising money through venture capital, Or private equity, which effectively is debt. Don't don't get confused that oh, it's equity. It's not debt. No, no, you still owe that money back. Some people think that when it's a venture capital raise and it's equity, when that equity comes with, let's say, a three x liquidation preference, which means I get paid back three times my money before you get paid back any money. You're effectively getting debt at a three hundred percent interest rate because you got to pay back all that money before you take any more. So venture capital most often is actually very expensive debt. Although that's going to Cause a lot of outrage amongst some listeners, so I won't. I'm not going to take it any further for now. But any way you slice it, debt and is one major form of leverage that I would say every business needs, whether it's at the beginning or later on through growth stages. Every business will use this form of leverage. If you don't, let's say you say, "Well, I don't want to use any form of money leverage. I'm not interested in borrowing money uh, of any kind to fund my business." You will almost certainly stay small. And the reason I say that is because there's no way to finance growth without getting some money up front. Now, you don't need to raise venture capital or private equity or a bank loan. But even if you're negotiating terms with your vendors that say, hey, listen, I'm going to pay you. I-, I need to get a bunch of this stuff up front, and I can't pay you for six months. Guess what? That's money leverage. That's just vendor debt. That's the same thing. You're just doing it in an unconventional way, or you borrow money from your uncle, or you lend money to the company yourself to finance it, or you take a mortgage out on your house so that you can put money into your company. All of those things are money leverage, And entrepreneurs, at one time or another, are going to do some of those things because you need to be able to pay for stuff as you're growing. Hire employees, purchase inventory, get that new office, upgrade to that new machine. So money leverage is very, very important. And if, if you refuse money leverage and any kind of money leverage, it's going to be very, very hard for you to scale. The next kind of leverage I want to talk about, which is something that you should all be taking advantage of, is tech leverage. Technology leverage is so critical. And now we all use technology leverage in our day at some point or another. I'll give you an example. Any of you text message? Any of you email? Of course you do. And you might think, well, of course, but that's not leverage. Well, sure, it's leverage because you could also write a letter and send it in the mail or you can use a carrier pigeon or you could just wait until you see somebody or you could pick up the telephone and leave them a voicemail and wait for them to call you back. Sending a wire transfer, sending an e-transfer, sending a PayPal payment, using any kind of automatic money system. I mean, the entire blockchain is tech leverage. Crypto is based on on the idea of major leverage versus the current banking system. So we're all using tech leverage every day in our lives, but there's probably more tech leverage that you could use in your business that you're not using today, especially if you're just starting out or if you're hitting growth stages. I've noticed in my businesses, every time I've hit a growth milestone where I've kind of plateaued and I need to get to that next level, almost always what will help get me through that plateau is some form of tech leverage. I need to be doing something better and I need to be using technology to do it. So we've noticed this, for example, with our CRM system, right? We've moved from one CRM onto a new CRM. Let's say it's been Salesforce, which is a world-class CRM. And then we continue to add tools and modules onto Salesforce as our deal flow gets bigger, as our clients get bigger, as we get more clients, right? You've probably used some form of email automation where I've got to email 500 people with the same message. Rather than sending 500 individual emails, I'll use some form of mail merge system or I'll use an email automation workflow system. So those kinds of things make a lot of difference. The other thing that you can think about with technology leverage is think about all the things you can do with remote that you couldn't do three years ago because it wasn't socially acceptable. If you're a salesperson, let's say based in New York and you're selling to you know a bunch of different cities across the US, you used to have to travel to those cities to really make an impact on your clients. You can sit in your living room right now and have seven different sales meetings, you know, one after the other in half-hour clocks in seven different cities across different coasts. That's major technology leverage. That's something you need to be doing. A lot of companies are going remote now and lowering their real estate bill. They don't have to rent office space anymore because they can work remotely. Again, using technology, using remote servers, cloud phone systems, all kinds of things that allow you to use technology leverage to better your business. I would encourage you right now, if you're not maximizing it already, look at your business and figure out what you can do to get that technology leverage up. What levers can you pull? Where are you using people? Where are you using outdated systems? Where are you doing manual things? And how can technology leverage take you that much further? The next one I want to talk about is systems leverage. Systems and process leverage. Now, this is something that every business in the world takes advantage of as they scale. And most small businesses that never scale, never scale because they have not put systems and processes in place. This is so critical. I mean, this actually irritates me because it's actually so simple and so straightforward and people don't do it. A lot of entrepreneurs and business owners are walking around with process manuals in their brain and they're never putting those process manuals on paper. So here's a here's a quick hack, here's something that I did a while ago that totally transformed my business, which was we created training libraries, video libraries for all new employees. So if you're a new employee starting in sales at one of my companies, we've got videos that you're going to watch, hours and hours of training that you're going to watch that shows you every single thing. Who's our target customer? How do you find them? What software do we use? How do we use that software? How do you reach out? How do you compose that first email? How do you conduct a sales call? Guess what? We, we do sales meetings all the time over Zoom and over Microsoft Teams. We record hours and hours and hours of those sales sessions, and they become training sessions. So you can document everything in writing or in video or in audio form, and that all becomes training. Systems and processes are what make companies run. That's how companies scale, by using proper systems to do the same thing over and over again. It doesn't matter what you're doing. The very first vehicle, you know, the Thunderbird that Henry Ford created, he created an assembly line so that he could make that vehicle the same way every single time. You go to a McDonald's, you go to a KFC, you go to a Subway, it's all the same thing. Your experience is the exact same. Every Starbucks barista is trained in the exact same way. Systems and processes are essential in your business. And unless you document them, and unless you've got them getting better and better all the time, going to be impossible to scale. A critical piece of leverage. Okay, this one I love because more and more people are using it every single day, and that is audience leverage. Audience is easier now than it's ever been. I'm not saying it's easy, but it's easier than it's ever been. Why? because of TikTok and YouTube and Twitter and LinkedIn and Snapchat and Instagram and Discord and Tumblr and Twitch. And I just named 10 and I'm running out, but I'm sure there's way more than I'm not even thinking of. Audiences are everywhere. Communities are gathering and they're finding people that they want to follow and they're, they're learning new things all the time. You can build an audience. I did an entire podcast on how to build any million dollar business. And the key to it is building an audience first. Audience leverage is so vitally important if you're building a business today. There are so many solopreneurs that are coming up purely because they built an audience. They build an audience of 200,000 people on Twitter, they start a newsletter, boom, they got a $500,000 a year business with their newsletter. They layer a course on. They layer on consulting. They layer on other products and services. Boom, you got a multi-million dollar company. It's not that quick or that easy, but that's the formula they follow. Audience leverage is so important because if you can reach lots and lots of people, you have major distribution. So you're able to reach people for a fraction of the cost or actually no cost at all, whereas everybody else is going out there and spending tons of money on customer acquisition costs. They're CAC and you know, you, you talk to any direct-to-consumer company, the first question, what's your CAC? What's your CAC? What does it cost you to get a customer? What's your customer lifetime value? What's your churn rate? All these questions, once you have a built-in audience, are irrelevant. I've got a built-in audience that is self-generating, that builds on itself, that grows all the time, and I've got them converting through a funnel. you got to build that conversion funnel so you can actually turn followers into customers. But once you have that audience leverage, It would be like me saying, hey, go ahead and launch a product. You know, Person A is going to launch a product, and person B is going to launch that same product. The only difference is that person B immediately gets to sell in every single Walmart across the country. Well, who has an advantage? I don't even care which product is better. Person B is going to immediately have a better business because they're in every Walmart across the country. Guess what? You can get in front of 100,000 customers, 500,000, a million customers, yourself right now. You don't need Walmart. You don't need Costco. You don't need CNN. You don't need NBC. You don't need any of these guys. You can do it yourself. So that's where massive leverage comes in and audience leverage is where it's at. All right. The fifth one is one that's common in business, but a lot of people, again, struggle to sort of make it happen. And that is people leverage. You need to be able to leverage other people. You need to be a champion for other people. You need to be encouraging other people. You need to be finding people who are better than you and enabling them to shine. And this is something a lot of entrepreneurs have a problem with, because let's face it, us entrepreneurs, we're egomaniacs. We love ourselves. We think that we're the greatest. We know what we do. We think we're, we're fantastic at it. And we have a hard time thinking anybody else can do a better job. I was just talking to a buddy of mine who's a very successful SaaS entrepreneur. He's a solopreneur. So he's got his own company, multi-million dollar business in the SaaS space. And he's having a very hard time hiring salespeople because he thinks that he's the greatest salesperson there ever was. And I say to him, you know what, man? You're not. You're not the greatest salesperson. You're okay. You do fine. But I bet you I could go out and find 20 other salespeople that are better than you with some training. Again, your systems and processes leverage." And your money leverage. So you could hire some of these salespeople. You could put in people, which is the greatest leverage as you're scaling. Cause let's face it, there's no huge company that doesn't have a lot of people. I'm not saying you have to have the most people to be the most successful, but you got to have some people who aren't you. You need specialists. You need people who are good at doing certain things that you don't want to do or you're that you're not good at. Or maybe as you scale, here's, here's another one as you scale. You might be very good at something, but there are only so many hours in the day. So you can't do that thing to its fullest potential. If repeating that one thing is going to help you scale and there's only so many hours in the day for you to do it, guess what? you got to hire other people. The other way to look at it is that you, your time will be better spent on high value outputs. So maybe you can do that thing and maybe you're really, really good at it, but a lot of people could do it. And there are certain things that only you could do. And those things are of very, very high value. So even if you're really good at sales, maybe what your company needs to be doing is more M&A, more acquisitions. Maybe you need to be buying other businesses. And yeah, while you could do sales, you could really do some M&A. You could really acquire other companies and really grow your business, compound your growth. So that's where you got to think of the trade-off. What can I do well? And what can others do as well or maybe not as well but they can do more of it and through sheer volume, they're gonna get a better outcome. Let's go over those five types of leverage again. There's tech leverage, money leverage, systems and process leverage, audience leverage, and people leverage. These are the five types of leverage that you need to think of and you need to be putting into your business over time, in combination, or one at a time. Times change, so think about what kind of leverage is gonna help you at that moment. I want to know what you guys think. Get me on Twitter at Real John Davids, R-E-A-L-J-O-N-D-A-V-I-D-S. Tweet at me, follow me. Let me know what you think. DM me, by the way. DMs are open. I will get back to you and I'll talk to you guys soon.